So you've just gotten on to your wonderful horse's back for the first time and, well, the experience was everything you thought it would be and more, but where does it go from here? Well, we're going to figure that out this week. Hi there, my name is Lauren and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where every week we take something to do with horse riding and this past few weeks we have been going really back to basics and actually backing or starting a young and green horse from the get-go right up until last week's episode where we actually got onto the horse's back. So from here on we're going to be working towards how to actually I suppose get our communication, our lines of communication straightened out between you and your horse. So I mentioned we do this each week and this of course is the Monday lesson and there's a whole week of programs after this following on from here that will take you step by step through the process that you can listen to. You just download it onto your phone, pop the phone in your pocket, pop your earphones into your headphones into your ears and uh, off you go. You can listen to it. It's like having an instructor in the arena with you. Now, of course, if your horse is already um, going and riding away under the saddle, we have all the past lessons as well, all those other weeks that we've been covering um, that you can listen to and obviously pick something out and use for you and your horse. And it just helps you have more of a plan in the arena and Make sure that your riding and your work with your horse is moving forward all the time, that things are not becoming a little bit stagnant and, well, downright boring. So I will talk more about this later at the end of the program, but let us get back to today. And today, oh, you know, last week we ended it on a high. We actually got onto our horse. We backed our horse, our young or our green horse for the first time. And now we need to start working towards riding away. So what do I mean by riding away? Well, when we're on our horse and when, well, I suppose that that process from getting from the ground onto the horse, um, a lot of the time it is that transitioning phase and the transition comes from your horse beginning to understand that the the commands or the, I suppose, um, the aids are no longer coming from the person on the ground, but rather coming from the person on the horse's back. That is a very, very important process. And if that process is not done correctly and is not done in a way that your horse really fully understands, it can lead to an awful lot of problems, as you can imagine. Um, it's like the two of you are speaking two completely different languages. And well, things might not go as well as planned if that was the case, okay? So first and foremost, once you're on your horse, you have to keep thinking forward. Now, we're always talking about forward around these parts, okay? Anybody who rides a horse knows that it is probably the most important part of horse riding is forwardness. Your horse has to be thinking and going forward all the time. And I find that very often it's the riders who are not thinking forward. And then that kind of almost uh, that impression is made on the horse and that's where you start to get some stickiness involved with the horse as well okay so going forward is really important now once you're on your horse you'll find that initially it is the person on the ground who is going to be I suppose communicating to your horse this forwardness and it's really 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 important that they keep doing so your horse has to learn that going maybe backwards or becoming a bit stuck and going sideways is not what we want okay it has to be that forwardness moving forward even when they are halted or when you're stopped you're thinking forward all the time and i know that it almost sounds um well it sounds like a contradiction of sorts but it's not he's always thinking of 
where am I going next? What am I doing next? When he halts, he's doing so in a way that he can then move on again, okay? So really, really important, that forwardness. And as the coming days and weeks kind of really start to go past, you'll find, first of all, in the coming days, over the coming days, um, you as the rider will begin to take more responsibility for that forwardness and um, communicating this to the horse, not the person on the ground anymore. And then as a rider, you want your horse to almost take the responsibility themselves over time. So over the coming weeks and months that he is naturally programmed to think forward. But it all comes down to these first few rides um, or these first few experiences of a person being on his back and using the forwardness. Now, very much a part of that forwardness. And remember, forwardness, people get a little bit confused sometimes. They sometimes think that forward means flat to the boards, as fast as you can, get from A to B. Um, no, 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 okay? So you're thinking forward, but it must always be in a balanced, kind of a controlled manner. We're looking for this forwardness, okay? So one of the ways that we make sure that this is what we're always getting all the time, and this is what we're, I suppose, communicating to our horse all the time, is through keeping their focus and their concentration on what we're doing at any given time. Now, again, initially, it's going to be the responsibility of the person on the ground. I find the voice is a fantastic way of just every now and then, if you find your horse's focus is going to wander, particularly with a young horse, you'll see that they'll, you know, they're, they're like little people, children. Um, they tend to, after a few minutes, they start going, oh, what's that over there? And oh, look at that over there. That's fascinating. You need to be able to say, excuse me. No, 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 no. Just bring it back here. This is where we are. This is what we're going to focus on. Now, another part of focus and concentration is that you don't work for long periods. You want to keep it very short, um, very, I suppose, and uh, with a I suppose an objective for each ride and you want to keep the focus coming back to that initial objective okay now it doesn't have to be a big fancy complicated objective it can be as simple as moving forward in walk okay that's it that that's all you want but um you do need to have something that you can bring your horse back to all the time if you're not sure of what you want to achieve or if you're not sure of what you want to communicate to the horse well, how is the horse supposed to know where to focus his attention and his um, concentration and his effort, his energy on? OK, so you need to all the time have a very, very clear plan before you get up there and before you get into the saddle. And then keeping your horse kind of aligned or attuned to that plan all the way is going to be a big part of your job now. Obviously, you want to keep outside distractions to an absolute minimum in this situation. OK, Um so, you know, choosing the time of day you work with the horse is important. Um, choosing the people that you have with you is important. Choosing um, maybe the place that you work, so the arena or the lunging ring or whatever it is, wherever you're going to work. It's really, really important. You can control a lot of different outside distractions by just having a little bit of maybe planning before you actually get into the arena and get working with the horse and I would strongly advise you to do that to take advantage of anything and um, the last thing is later in the week you can actually start thinking about maybe riding your horse in a more 
well, I was going to say an open space, maybe not an open space, but a larger space. And uh, maybe choosing wisely the horse that you would like to accompany your horse um, or a horse that can work in there with your horse. He does have to get used to the fact that there are going to be distractions. And of course, as the weeks go on and as his training progresses, there's going to be lots and lots of distractions um, and things are going to, life is kind of, I suppose, um, you can't curate things as well as the weeks go on. Um, there's a lot of factors that will be completely outside of your control. So he does need to get used to that. But I think initially you can control it. And I would strongly suggest um, choosing wisely, like really putting some thought and some effort into who is going to be around, who's going to be there, when it's going to happen and how you can control the situation best. OK, now the rider. So. I spoke a lot last week and um, particularly throughout the week in the lessons I said that you know we all have this maybe longing <laughs> um, it's a dream that we're the first person that's going to back our horse but if you've been the person working with your horse on the ground all the way through this process up to this point maybe sometimes you being the person on the horse's back is not the greatest idea and um, because you have to transition that that transition has to happen from um the horse beginning to realize the aids are now no longer coming from the person on the ground but rather the person in the saddle okay and it's really important that whoever is in the saddle, whether it be you or whether it be um, a person that you've chosen, we keep speaking about this fantastic 2IC person that's going to be there to help you all the way. And they're how just they're a wonderful sort of a horsey sort of a person um, from the get go. But um, it's really important that that person can, whoever it is, whether it be you or whether it be that other person, they're going to remain calm. Not only that, that they're experienced enough in that they have an independent seat. Now, Bear in mind, and we spoke about it quite a bit last week, your horse might be a little bit, it's going to, it won't feel great, okay? We'll leave it at that. It's going to be a bit choppy. It might kind of, I don't know, it's it's not going to feel very balanced and I suppose relaxed and smooth initially, okay? There's going to be definitely some ups and downs along the way. And you need somebody who's independent in their seat that is going to be able to, almost rely on themselves for their balance that the horse can then also sort out his balance underneath them okay so you don't want somebody who's going to like clamp down grip on with their legs and hope for the best kind of oh dear and um, it's only going to frighten the horse the other thing is that initially when the rider gets on you want them to actually do as little as possible you want to really only have that the horse is carrying them and again that the person on the ground is the one who's actually giving all the aids and then as it transitions across then the rider will take more and more responsibility towards them um, actually speaking to the horse communicating with the horse through their aids so for example i mentioned there about legs clamping Clamping on, um, you don't want that experience for your horse. You want it very gently that when the time is right, your rider can begin to apply leg aids, um, of course, coupled with the voice aids and coupled with the person on the ground's aids, that the horse can start to understand that leg means they must go forward or whatever the case is that you're trying to get across to your horse. Now, the other thing that the rider must be able to do, and I think it's really important, is they understand and they know how to get in, in and out of a defensive seat. So uh, sometimes a horse's when young horses in particular when they have a rider on they they kind of want to test the waters they say oh this feels a bit different and they say i wonder what would happen if i 
stuck a cartwheel in here or if I'd done a bit of a handstand over in this part um, and the thing is you want a rider again who's going to just remain calm who's able to get into a defensive seat where they're not going to be pulling on the horse but they can remain with the horse and then as the horse is ridden out of it remember this forwardness really really important and um, so as the horse is ridden out of it generally by the person on the ground that will keep moving the horse forward trying to bring the focus back to the actual work that they are <laughs> trying to do as opposed to the gymnastics the horse is trying to do um that the rider can then return to a more well, I suppose a more normal seat and uh, then begin to once again take over the reins with regards to the aids and the controls and the communication with the horse but being able to get in and out of a defensive seat not clamping up and not becoming nervous and anxious is vitally important at this point okay now the other thing that's important is that you and the other person whether it be you're in the saddle or you're on the ground whatever way there is an agreed I suppose method that you're working towards if there is any sort of confusion between you and the person in the saddle the horse is going to pick up in that confusion now confusion I find horses respond differently but very often you'll either get a sense of a stickiness which would lead to maybe your horse napping a little bit or you'll get a maybe a touch of anxiety in the horse they're not 100% sure what's going on this is already kind of a high stress situation they don't feel 100% comfortable they sense that well either you or the other person is also not feeling comfortable or perhaps is feeling a bit frustrated whatever the case is and it is going to transfer across to the horse so really really important that you have a set plan on how you're going to proceed from here and then that you follow through with that plan and regardless of what distractions might just show up along the way that you keep returning to the plan stay calm and just keep working what you originally had set out to do for the day okay so very finally um we spoke i keep speaking about this transition between the aids coming from the person on the ground to the rider and this is the week where you would really start to um well I suppose get that across to the horse so as by the end of the week the rider can ride away without the person on the ground there okay it has to be done very carefully it has to be consistently done and um, consistency is the key we know that with horses you have to be consistent through it all uh, the whole time in order to get your point across but um, when we're talking specifically about this transfer um, or this transition between um, I suppose the communication and who's communicating to the horse or so it's given to the directions to the horse um, you have to be consistent in how it's going all the time and then also have I know it, one of the one of I find this I found it myself and also when I look at other people it's so tempting to go in and to keep trying to help and to fix things but sometimes being able to stand back and allowing things to kind of figure themselves out uh, is often the better way to go now obviously this has to be done in a responsible fashion but the person on the ground also needs to be able to at some point begin to step back to not control every single aspect the horse and the rider have to start figuring it out from themselves obviously in a very safe that's why i keep saying you have to have it planned it can't be something that you suddenly wake up in the morning and go today we're going to do this no no it has to be like a planned a kind of a structured program you've got going there um well i suppose it doesn't have to be but that's definitely the way you're going to get good results um and then that the person on the ground is able to step back and allow the horse 
to be, I suppose, ridden away. Okay, if you are interested in joining us on this little journey we have been on, this is week five, um, you are more than welcome. Um, as I mentioned, we, we've taken this from the absolute very, very beginning, from um, really just getting our horse to the point where he understood lunging, to getting the tack on. It's been a kind of a five-week journey, um, which we're going to culminate with next week. But um, if you want to join us, you're more than welcome. You can pop on over to Strides for Success dot com forward slash join or stridesforsuccess.com forward slash starting and um, you'll see that all the monday lessons or the monday programs on the podcast to do with this series are there on that starting page so it's stridesforsuccess.com forward slash starting the other thing i quickly want to mention before i go is that this coming weekend we are having a live call a training call on designing your equestrian lifestyle um, i find that a lot of people we're in the last quarter of the year and uh, it's it's a really good time to, well, maybe achieve, reach, get some check off some of those goals that we set way back yonder, way back in January, and um, that we maybe have not yet reached. And it's a good time of year to really knuckle down and get some, well, get something going. And um, so it's when you reach December and then into January for 2017, you are already away on a hack so to speak so you can join us there it's 100% free you can join us there it's over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar i hope you have an absolutely fantastic week keep well i'll chat to you soon bye